0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. This week, I get to chat with Ruth Adams. Ruth is the author of the book Legacy Reflections of a Homeschooled, Homeschooling Mama, and she's the host of the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast. She was homeschooled herself in the 1980s and 1990s and is now homeschooling her own seven children, seeking to pass on the legacy of faith her parents imparted to her. She has an almost 40-year perspective on the homeschooling movement and she encourages parents to reach the heart of their children with the gospel of Jesus Christ. She also offers warnings against falling into ditches and exhorts parents to take a biblically balanced approach in raising their children for the glory of God. Ruth understands the challenges and joys of being a homeschooling mama and she loves mentoring other mothers who are desire to disciple the hearts of their children for Christ. The insights that Ruth shares from both sides of the homeschool desk are going to be really helpful for you. So I invite you to join us in that conversation in just a moment. Before we dive in though, I want to be sure to thank and direct you to today's sponsor World News Group. Talk about good news. A video current events program has arrived to instill news literacy and biblical discernment in your family. Prepare to learn about the world and be reminded of who made it. It turns out that watching the news can be fun. This is the stuff streams are made of. But you'll never know unless you try. So start your free 30-day trial at WorldWatch.News/TTD. You can even access their app for seamless streaming. So, again, set up your account and get your free 30 day trial at worldwatch.news forward slash TTD. So, now, won't you join me in welcoming Ruth Adams to the Teach Them Diligently podcast? Hey, you guys! Welcome back to the podcast again this week. Today, we're going to talk about something that, if you've listened any time at all, you know is really, really important to David and myself. Um, in fact, it it kind of is the the entirety of the reason of the ministry that we have, and that is looking at homeschooling as a tool. discipleship, seeing it as what it is, just really, really a great tool, a great opportunity as a parent to shepherd the hearts of your children and to point them to Jesus all along the way my guest today is Ruth Adams and Ruth is the author of legacy reflections of a homeschooled homeschooling mama and she's the host of the legacy reflections or the legacy homeschool reflections podcast now she was educated or I'm sorry was home educated in the 80s and 90s and now she's homeschooling her children and I think you guys are gonna love her she's gonna be joining us at our events this year I'm super excited to present her to you so Ruth welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Thank you, Leslie. It's such a joy to be here with you today. I am really glad you're here. It's always nice to talk to someone who um, I know from previous experience and from conversations that our hearts are so aligned, our visions are so aligned. It's just a joy. So would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family before we dive in? Um, And you know, you may even want to go back to your story about you know, your homeschooling experience and then why you decided to homeschool your own children so that kind of sets up for what we're talking about going forward.
1: Certainly. Well, as you said, I am a homeschool graduate from those prehistoric pioneering days. <laughs> homeschooling movement my parents began home educating me around 1979 so it goes way way back and I married my husband Matt 22 years ago and we have seven blessings from the Lord we live on a farm outside of Houston my husband works in the oil and gas industry in Houston and we enjoy learning some homesteading skills we're raising Nigerian dwarf goats and we have a garden and we're just I didn't I didn't grow up on a farm. I grew up in the city of Houston, but it's really fun to kind of take this adventure as a family. So that's kind of what we're up to these days.
0: Well, that is exciting. I know as you said that you were you started homeschooling yourself in 1979. I was what in first grade or something at that point. I had never even heard of homeschooling. Um, at all, like completely not, I had never even heard of it. I don't think until like late in high school. So how I, before I, there's so many questions I want to ask, but I think it's really important for families that are homeschooling now to understand what was going on back then. How did God lead your family to do something that was so outrageous as to homeschool you guys in the seventies? (laughs) Yes, it's his faithfulness, Leslie. It
1: really is. My parents were baby Christians when I was born and they both came from some dysfunctional homes and they wanted something different for their family. And they just humbly prayed to the Lord and said, show us how to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so they began teaching me from my earliest days about my need for a relationship with Jesus to the best of their ability. And as I grew and um, became of school age, we were kind of testing out private Christian school a little bit, and then we'd homeschool, and then we'd go back to private Christian school. But then once I was in third grade, we we began. they brought me back home from the Christian school, and I was homeschooled all the way through 12th grade. But I see the homeschooling journey that the Lord put them on as just a tool that He handed mm-hmm. to them as they were praying, Lord, we don't know how to raise these children. We didn't grow up in a home that was seeking You in all things. So please show us how to raise our children. In your ways, well, then the Lord answered that prayer, and homeschooling was one of the things that He led them to.
0: Wow. That is it, it, God is just so faithful. There are so many things as parents of kids who are now grown up, as as you would attest to too, that you look back and you pray with a heart that just wants to know God's will, and you see. Looking back, all the ways that you didn't even know were tied together, that God used to lead you, lead your family in the exact way that he would have it. Um, and it's it's such a testimony to his faithfulness, to his wisdom, to his provision, to the way that he leads his people. Um, it's an awesome, awesome story. Yes,
1: I'm very grateful. I like to say whenever I speak or write, I like to say that I am coming from the perspective of a grateful homeschool graduate Mm. because I really am. And I feel like I'm standing on their shoulders and, you know, they were not perfect parents. We didn't have a perfect home, but they were willing parents and they were humble to go before the Lord. And so, you know, and, and now we've graduated our oldest two children from our homeschool. And so I look now and see the faithfulness of the Lord Hmm. back in those pioneering days where He was gently guiding my parents along the way, and they didn't have all of the helps that we as homeschooling parents have today And he's been faithful as my husband and I have sought to raise our children, and we've been homeschooling them all the way along. And I've been able to stand at Teach Them Diligently conventions in the booth with either my son or my daughter helping me. And we stand as first and second generation homeschool graduates. And I look and I just say, you know, the faithfulness of God, this is nothing of us. This is what the Lord has done.
0: Well, no question, and and I, you even mentioned that your parents were were new believers, first generation believers, and I think that that should give a lot of hope to people who are listening out there that you do not have to have you know a theology degree or or actually even know all the things that you know you don't know. Um, because to homeschool and to use it as a tool for discipleship because god is faithful and he is the one who not only calls you but will equip you all along the way so that one of these days you too will have a grateful homeschool graduate who is able to look back and see god's faithfulness through the way that you as the homeschool parent now took those steps of obedience so there's so much hope in that absolutely amen Well, what so because your parents were were new believers, you guys were truly, truly pioneers in um, the homeschool movement. How did it look? What were some of the what, what did discipleship, the spiritual disciplines and the things that they wanted to pass on to you look like as you were growing up? And, you know, then how did academics play into that kind of walking hand in hand?
1: Well, I like to think of my home, as I remember and reflect back upon it, I think of it as a 24-7 discipleship centers, because my Mm -hmm. parents embraced both the, let's sit down and study the Bible form of teaching and instructing me, but they also um, embraced the Deuteronomy 6 method of, let's teach these things to our children as we rise up, as we lie down, as we sit in our homes, and as we walk along the way, and they were so good to always be talking to me about the things of the Lord. Whether we were in the kitchen making food or going for a walk or riding in the car, we were discussing what is the Lord showing us in His Word? What is He doing in our lives? How is He answering prayer? And I also grew up in a ministry home. My father was a pastor all of my life. And when I was eight and a half, the Lord led my dad to leave. He was pastoring a small church in East Texas, and he put it on my dad's heart to move our family to the big city of Houston to start a church from the ground up. And so I grew up in a ministry home, and I saw my parents persevere through the challenges of ministry. Ministry is is such a privilege, and yet it's always got its challenges. And when the finances were tough or when the church wasn't growing or when there were struggles with people or whatever was going on in the ministry, my dad would say, you know, when God calls you to something, you don't walk away from it unless Mm -hmm. he clearly leads you away from it. And my parents were really, really good about bringing me on board the ministry team. It wasn't like, the ministry was their thing and I was the child or the ministry was the thing and I was the teenager with my own life. They taught me from the time I was a child that, I could serve the Lord. As Paul told Timothy, let no man despise you because of your youth, but set an example for the believers. And so they said, here, Ruth, you can learn to use the copy machine. Let's run bulletins with Bible study notes. And then when I got a little bit older, I was encouraged to work with the children in the nursery and to start teaching little classes. And then I taught children's choir, and during my teen years, I poured my life into ministry and working with young people. And then I got a little bit older, and I was encouraged to use my music skills at church, and I became the church pianist. And they always, what they did is they let me taste how sweet it is to serve Jesus. And I got excited and I got on board with them. And I really think that homeschooling allowed that to happen so much more because even my dad even had his office in our house. And so just as I could talk to my mother all day long, I could talk to my father all day long. And, And so they were always, you know, all, it was like the culture of our home was was honoring to Christ and was edifying. We always had Christian music playing. Every day we had Christian teachers like John MacArthur and Elizabeth Elliot playing over the airwaves into our home. Another thing I appreciate is that they used Christian curriculum uh, to mm-hmm. educate me, and so I am a real fan of doing that with our children. I like to say that when we study history, we're studying His story. And when we study math, we see that God is a God of order and consistency. And I tell my little ones, this is so exciting. You are going to learn to read so that you can read God's word. And this is exciting. And then um, when we study science, we see the majesties of our great creator and all he's created in the animal world and in the plant world. And the results of all of our living and our learning should just lead us to burst out and singing, then sings my soul, my senior mm-hmm. God. How great thou art, how great thou art. And so for me, I see homeschooling as a tool of discipleship. And anyone could have taught me my academics. But right. when I look back and reflect, the thing I am most grateful is that my parents were discipling my heart and they were equipping me for life. And so I am just so grateful for that. And again, I think growing up on a ministry team with my parents was a part of that discipleship because when we serve the Lord and we minister to others, the result is naturally that we grow in Christ ourselves.
0: Oh, no question. And one of the things that whether you are a full-time, you know, ministry employee for lack of a better word whether you're in full-time ministry or whether you are just a a believer who knows that you're called to serve and love people you can still bring your kids alongside they can go you know take a meal to someone who is in need they can go out and meet the neighbors and really try to build relationships and meet needs there there are so many ways that all of us can be modeling the love of God and the love of people for our kids just as we do life along Side of them and show them what it's like to be an adult who loves God and people. Um, so yeah, I think that, that that is one of those things that we, we really need to focus in on doing. No matter what our vocation is, we all have the opportunity to bring our kids into ministry that way. Absolutely. And
1: Leslie, I'd just like to insert here that when I talk about reflecting on my upbringing and serving alongside my parents, I have noticed time and again at the Teach Them Diligently conventions the way that your family serves as a ministry team and how your children are serving joyfully and they're responsible. And it is such a beautiful thing. And it makes me smile because it reminds me of how I was raised. And I just want to commend you on that. It's a blessing to me to see that.
0: Well, thank you. It really is. Uh, it's an amazing joy that God has allowed us to do this with our kids. And um, you know, there have been times where we really had no choice. They had, they had to be there. We we couldn't have brought anybody else. It was us, and <laughs> so you know, yes. um, necessity dictated it. But what's really cool is now that they're older. The three that are in college have all made the decision to continue working with us and to continue serving families in this way. And that is, is just amazing. And the the relationships that they have built, not only with each other, which is super strong, but with, with people, heroes of the faith, people who have, who have done amazing things for the kingdom of God that they've been able to meet and serve. Um, through the, the conventions and through the ministry of Teach Them Diligently is just amazing. So we are so, so grateful to God that he has allowed us to serve together. There's, there's I can't imagine anything more fulfilling and exciting than to do this with your family.
1: Absolutely. And you know, another thing I look back upon with my homeschooling experience that I am so grateful for is just simply the extra time that it gave mm-hmm. me family. And my father just passed away on January 20th and went home to be with the Lord after a 30-year battle with Parkinson's disease. And I look back and I remember all that extra time that I had with Mm -hmm. my dad because he was home with me every day. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that by his example, he taught me to love God's word, uh, to read it, to memorize it, to stand upon it, to make it my plumb line, because that was his example to me day in Mm -hmm. and day out. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said about John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, he said, if you would prick Bunyan, he would bleed bibbling because he was (laughs) so of God's Word. And that was my dad. I and mean, that's what I got to be around day in and day out. Wow. And so When we're at home with our children, we have opportunity to just speak God's truth into their lives 24-7. And it's a window of opportunity. It doesn't last forever. Yeah. They grow up so quickly, and then they fly away. And so it's such a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity from the Lord to do this. It really,
0: really is. And um, I hope that that through all of the talking we do, through all of all of the the media and stuff, that families are really, really focusing in on what a privilege it is to be able to parent and homeschool your children and invest in them, you know, as you walk, as you talk day, day in, day out, teaching them diligently, because that is time that you are never gonna look back on and regret the way that you spent it. Um, because the the Lord will do mighty, mighty things through that. Um, so I appreciate your, your reminding us of that. And, and again, the fact that you are able to tell it, not just as someone who is doing it now, but as someone who is the recipient of the faithfulness of homeschool parents, that is really powerful to hear. So I appreciate your sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Well, Ruth, how does it look different? You know, how you, growing up as a homeschool kid, now you're a homeschool mom, how do you see the Lord teaching you, refining you, you know, making you grow in different ways now that you're on the other side of that homeschooling equation?
1: That's a great question. I think as I have walked through this, Journey of Motherhood, and I do have two that we've graduated from our homeschool. So I've been through not all the seasons of motherhood by any means, but several of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I look back to those early days of young children and having lots of babies one after the other and, you know, doing those first years of homeschooling. And I can see a a lesson that the Lord taught me back in those early years, and that was just Matthew 6.33, to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Mm -hmm. At the time, homeschooling was really growing, and all these extracurricular activities were becoming available, and I was looking around going, well, you know, these things were not around when I was being homeschooled, and this is why wonderful. And of course, I want my children to have every good opportunity mm. there is. And so I went to the extreme of over committing our young growing family. And that became very stressful and very problematic. And the Lord had to kind of get my attention at a particular juncture and just say, no, Ruth, you have some things out of priority here. Mm. The most important thing is that you're on the home front Starting the day in the Word with the children and discipling their hearts for me and working on character and not running around until we're just ragged and constantly putting little ones in and out of car seats, you know. And you can't manage your home and properly homeschool the children and disciple them when that is going on. And so he showed me that even if we Could not accomplish all the academic stuff in a given day. If we would start the day in a circle, you know, going over his word and pointing the children to Christ and seeking first his kingdom, that he would add everything else that is needed. And so that was one of those lessons. And then as I grew and the children were growing older, I began to become increasingly passionate about using resources and curriculum that were just saturated in the word of Mm -hmm. God and Mm -hmm. things that would convey Christian worldview and biblical apologetics and church history and theology and just just saturating their hearts and minds with the truth of scripture. And I remember particular times where maybe I would go away to a convention for the weekend and I would pray, Father, please show me how to make next year better for our family, our schedule and our curriculum and these sorts of things. And I had to laugh because the Lord was faithful to answer those questions and give me guidance. But the thing I, I heard him whispering in my ear, so to speak, over and over, you know, the most clearly was Ruth, focus on the Christian worldview, focus on the apologetics, focus on pointing their hearts to me and helping them to be equipped with you know, understanding the inerrancy of the word of God and, and to be able to stand firmly upon the faith as they grow older. And so, and then in these later years in the season that I'm in right now, The lessons have had more to do with launching young adults for Mm -hmm. God's eternal kingdom purposes. And the winds of change are blowing hard and my children are growing up and just trusting the Lord and letting go and, and, trying to redeem the time that I still have with my younger ones who are still homeschooling five of them. And so I have, you know, that's where I'm at right now is learning to to release them and and to see how God is going to use them for his kingdom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm at a very similar spot here. I've got three that are in college and and the Lord grows you so much as you go through all of those different stages and you deal with the challenges. And as a mom, you deal with the fears or the anxieties that threaten to, to well up inside of you. Where is your security found? Where is your peace found? All of these things come into question as you are growing up alongside your kids um, in your role as mom. So I appreciate you're your really pointing that out. Um, and the other thing that, that you noted that I think is so important and cannot be overstated is just getting curriculum and resources that are really saturated in God's word and God's God's view of the world. So the way that we are teaching our children to view the world would be in line with with what God's word says. Our children are confronted just so, so much with media and images and and conversation and all of these things that are coming at them on all sides that is just diabolically against the truth of God's word and the systems of this world and everything else are against what God says. And yet we have the opportunity as homeschool parents to invest the time to teach them to think biblically and think critically about things. To have a, a good knowledge of God's word so that they will be prepared to give an answer when things are against it and, and to stand firm in their faith as they grow older. And that is something that, that we have got to take seriously. It's a privilege, but it's also a high responsibility as homeschool parents.
1: It is. It keeps me humble before the Lord, that's for sure.
0: Well, and on our knees every day. <laughs> My daughter is in
1: college at a Christian college 9 hours away and so I've definitely been learning about parenting on my knees. You know, yep. I can't be there, but I know that the Lord is there with her.
0: Yep, yep. Um well what are some what are some practical ways that you have found um, you you mentioned not overcommitting, you know, making sure that you're keeping those priorities in line from that. But what are some other practical ways that families can put into place to help them seek first the kingdom of God in their daily life, in their daily homeschool, you know, routine and that kind of thing?
1: Well, for me. The circle time in the morning has been a powerful tool. That's a time when I gather all the children, all the ages, and it looks has looked differently in different seasons, but it's a time where we pray and we read together and we sing together. And the way this usually looks is when I'm at a conference or a convention and I see a discipleship resource that I think, oh, I really would like to go through this with my children. I'll pick it up and put it on our bookshelves and eventually it will work its way into Mm -hmm. our rotation of things that we're working through in the morning time together. But that is a precious time and a time that I've seen a lot of good conversations come from. And then similarly, there's family worship time that my husband leads and that is just simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. He usually grabs his guitar and we sing some songs together and we read the word, and um, you know, pray. And he's actually written a little book called "Ordinary Homeschool Dad." A very short read, but just to encourage dads, you know, if you're a busy father that has a job away from home, you can still engage in this discipleship with your family, and it doesn't have to be a complicated situation. But just faithfulness to do it it will become a part of your family culture and then singing as a family i think there's power in us Mm -hmm. rejoicing and praising the lord together as families and so we do that in our circle time and in our family worship time we also do that sometimes at the dinner table and um it's so cute when you have little babies and we're past that stage now but when you have little babies in their high chairs and they learn to babble and sing along Mm -hmm. with the family And then just ongoing conversations, as we've said already today, of talking about the things of the Lord and the Word of God and answers to prayer, serving together as families. And then I also encourage good documentaries of Heroes of the Faith. Mm. The Torchlighter series is excellent for children. And then reading biographies of Heroes of the Faith. I also think, Edifying conversations at the table. Just recently, I've been using some conversation cards at lunchtime. So every day at lunch, we will read a new card and we'll discuss a particular topic that will put our eyes on eternity and on Christ. And then I have often, through the years, used the lunch table as a time to Read through a resource that is going to point us maybe to the attributes of God or character qualities or, again, Christian worldview and just redeeming those times. So those are some ideas that have worked in our family, but there are so many. And as we go to the Lord and pray, he gives us wisdom and creativity.
0: It's so true. It's so true. And and really just focusing in on the opportunities that you have. And I have found, as I'm sure you have, that as you are praying for your family, as you're praying for the hearts of your kids, God gives you ideas or God presents opportunities throughout the day that you are able to have those deep, wonderful conversations. And when I say deep, I don't necessarily mean sit down, you know, really deep dive with them, but impactful, I think is probably a better word. So you're able to have those impactful conversations with your children where you get a good idea of what's in their heart. They can you can help shepherd their hearts that way. They can see, you know, you on a much deeper level because you're you're focused in on that and you're very intentional with your time.
1: Yes. One thing I remember growing up is sometimes my parents would just take me on a walk and Mm -hmm. we'd have, it would just open up my heart to just begin sharing with them the things that I might be struggling with or questions I had. And I've done that with my children. Sometimes if I sense that a child is having a hard day or struggling, I've just said, would you like to take a walk? And we'll just walk around. It seems to open them up and, and God can use those
0: times as well. It's so, so true. Well, Ruth, we are just about out of time, but I wanted I wanted to ask you about some of the resources that you have put out um, that, that I know God has used to strengthen and to encourage families about family discipleship. So could you tell us about those? I'll be sure to link to them to make it super easy for people, but I want them to know what the links are for. Absolutely.
1: Well, my website is legacy homeschool reflections.com, and my husband's is ordinary homeschool I wrote the book Legacy Reflections of a Homeschooled Homeschooling Mama, and it just tells the story of this journey that God has had me on first as a little girl being homeschooled in those pioneering days and all through uh, growing up and getting married, having my children and what God is teaching me on this side of the journey as the homeschooling mother and then My husband's book, I already mentioned, Ordinary Homeschool Dad. I also wrote a picture book for young ladies. It's called A Legacy of Faith for Young Ladies, and it is based upon my legacy book. I talk in that storyline about what is the gospel and how do we grow in Christ, and there's a chapter on the blessing of hymnody, on hymns in our lives, and um, how do we pass on that that legacy of faith and carry it into the next generation. It's a sweet read for mothers and daughters, and there are crafts and projects in that book. And then I have a series of scripture writing journals for ladies and young ladies. And so all of those are available on our websites. And some of those are also available on Amazon. And then of course I'm on social media and um. The podcast that I have is the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast. Hmm.
0: Well, that is awesome, and I'll make sure that I that I link to all of those um, great, great resources. Super helpful for your family. Um, so you're you're going to want to check those out, everybody. Ruth, before we go, do you have any closing word of our encouragement or anything that you'd like to leave us with before we go our merry way today?
1: You know, uh, my father loved Charles Spurgeon and I think that I got that love of Spurgeon from my dad but Spurgeon has a powerful quote that says the voices of childhood echo throughout life the first learned is usually the last forgotten and so my is that when we spend our days at home and we're sacrificing and we're being spent for our children and we're tired The Bible tells us to not grow weary in well-doing, because if we we continue on, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so our children are learning our our young children are learning our voice as uh, that that first voice that they're going to carry throughout life and even after they spread their wings and fly and re launch them for God's purposes, He will continue to bring our voice, the wisdom that we have taught them to be a guide for them. And what Hmm. a privilege that we get to have that place in their hearts and lives. And by God's grace, our faithfulness today
0: in our homes with our children can impact generations to come for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Well, that is a very, very good word. <laughs> really encouraging. And I appreciate your your closing us out with that. So Ruth, again, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to to hang out with us today and share your heart.
1: I have really enjoyed it. May
0: God bless you, Leslie, and all of your listeners. Thank you so much to the rest of you. I trust that this has been a real encouragement to you. I hope that you have um, really gotten a vision of how important your role is and the opportunities that you have right in front of you every single day. So go out there, enjoy your kiddos this afternoon. Pray that God will give you insight into their hearts and will help you to be super intentional with all the opportunities that he gives you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help.